Thank you for the assurance of your word that your goodness never departs from us. We may not have money in our pockets, but we have Jesus. We might not have who to favor us, but we have you. We may even have issues, but we have you. And we know that your word declares that wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And because you are in our space, you are dwelling in our space. You are dwelling with us. Because your word declares you would never leave us nor forsake us. We are assured, oh God, again, that your goodness never departs from us. We give you praise. We exalt you. We glorify you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can take your seat. You can take your seat. God bless you. As you take your seat. Um, how's everybody week gone? How, how's it? How Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, has it, has it been? Good. Maybe so-so. All right. I just wanted to know that no matter how it has gone or no matter what has been during the week, God is still good to you. Hallelujah. All right. Um, I, want us to, I want this to be a kind of conversation. I want it to be an interactive uh, session, not just preaching to you. But I want to uh, just make a summary or do a summary of what we went through in three minutes on Sunday. And on Sunday, we talked about love and basically how you know, we walk in love or what we should do or how do we walk in love. And we look at some very practical uh, things that Paul said. And we, we titled it Love Is. And we showed five things that love is based on that scripture. Now, that is not exhaustive of all that love is, but those are starting points. And that's why I said at the time that uh, you, can add, you can add whatever love is you know, on your own and do your own research and, and all of that. So those five points are not uh, exhaustive, but I want to uh, bring them to our memory again. That the first thing that Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we started from the last verse of chapter 12 and all through 13. And the first thing that Paul said that we brought and that we showed was that uh, love is the excellent way. That there's no any other way that's as excellent as the way of love. It does not matter what you have. It does not matter what you do. Love is the most excellent way. So if you are walking in love, you cannot be wrong. Walk in love, you cannot be wrong. You cannot go wrong because it is the most excellent way. Right? There are some times that uh, uh, you can be a giver. Paul told us. You can be a giver. You can be somebody who does the whole of the miracles in the world and all of that. And yet, it's not as excellent as love. Right? So love is the excellent way. Number two, we said love is patience. Paul said it. Paul said love is patience. And based on what we discussed, we said uh, patience means to wait. It means a timeout. It means to take a deep breath and just reconsider things again. And we brought out four things that can help us to practically understand what patience is when we're working in love. And the first thing that we said about that is that before you speak, you have to listen. All right? Before you act, you have to think. All right? Before you judge or you make your conclusions, you have to understand. And the last one is before you what? Who can remember the last one now? Maybe I should give you a test. Huh? 
before you give up, before you quit on somebody, before you quit on a situation, before you give up on somebody, before you think that your brother is irredeemable, try. How many times do you have to try? Try. Just keep trying. Try again. Try again. Keep trying. So those are the four things that we talked about patience. And then uh, the number three thing that Paul said, that Paul talked about in uh, this thing is that love is kind. And we talked about love being an act of kindness. It's more of an act of kindness. Doing things, having your bowels yearning and ready to do good at every time. That you want to do good at every time and in every circumstance and in every situation, no matter what is going on with you and your brother. And then the fourth one, uh, the fourth thing we said is that uh, love is, um, you see, fail-proof. Love is fail-proof. In other words, love never fails. Love never fails. It never go, goes out of fashion. It remains consistent. And if you want to be consistent in your work with God, you want to remain consistent in your relationship with people, you have to work by love. Because love is that fail-proof, uh, fail-proof, whatever. Okay? And then we talked about the fifth one, which is love is the best of all. It is the best. It is the greatest. It is the best. Nothing is as good as love. Paul said it. He said, Faith is a hope and faith and love. All these three things, they abide. But all of them, of all of them, love is the greatest. Why is love the greatest? Because hope has to do with your future. Faith has to do with your now. And what sustains them, what brings your now and your future together, what ties your now and your future, what ties them together is love. That's why it's the greatest. It is the foundation of faith. It is the foundation of hope. And if you walk in love, you know that what? Your present is assured and your future is guaranteed because you are walking by love. Love cannot fail. All right? But somebody brought some things to, or I, I got some feedback. You know, a lot of times, you know, when I, when I teach things like that, I try to get some feedback. You know, so ask some questions. Ask questions around and, you know, there are certain people who ask questions. And there are some people I listen to, some people just walk to me and, and just talk to me and say, uh, what about this or what about that? Or I need some kind of clarification and, and all that. And some things came up which I will, I would like to talk about. But is there any question? Is there any addition? Is there any subtraction from all that we have said? Is there anything you want to add to it? Is there anything you think should be, you know, anything, anybody? Love is everything you said, right? <laughs> Love is everything. Yes. My question is that we're talking about love. Sometimes you got to do, you are in a situation that it has to be tough love. Yes. But while you are doing it, the other side think you are wicked. Yes. You're right. So, it, it, I'm just a little bit, you know. Okay. In between. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, if, you, if you remember the last example I gave, I talked about the situation that happened between myself and the sister in this church. I, I, I gave that example of what happened, right? Because sometimes our idea of love is that, you know, love is, there's, there's different kinds of love. I just don't want to go into, you know, breaking down all those, you know, different kinds of love. But a lot of times, what we think is that love is gentle, the only, the only dimension to love, or the only outlook to love is that love is gentle, love is cuddly, love is, you know, uh, all that thing. But if you look at what Paul said, 
they are all very practical things, right? You say love is kind, love is patient. And sometimes patience and kindness does not seem good sometimes. Right? For instance, let me give you an example. If your child is going to dip her hand in fire, you're not just going to say, oh, you know, honey, just get their hand off. Just No, you're going to rush and pull that child out of that place. At that time, that act is an act of kindness, but it's not gentle. Am I, am I making sense? Did it, did it make sense? I told you about the story. You know, it was, it, it was a heated argument that we had. And she wanted to drive up, of course, upon. But I just stepped back and I'm like, okay, let me just hear her first. Let me, let, me, let me hear her point of view. All right? Because what she was saying to me was not easy. It was not, it was not something, you know, I, I, would, I would want to take or I want to prove from anybody, right? She was saying, she was coming real hard at me. But you see, I thought about it because we've had a long relationship. I've had a very long, strong relationship with she and her family. Right? And we're very close. I mean, we, we go out almost every time for lunch, for dinner. We had that kind of relationship, that kind of very strong relationship. But something happened, did not go right, and it was just a question of misunderstanding. And she came to me, she came at me, and the way she came at me, I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, let me just stand my ground. But later on, I just said, let me just step back. Let me, let me listen before I say anything. Let me, let me hear her out. And when I did that, it was not convenient, it was not pleasant. But I saw a point of view. Now, was I wrong? I would say I was totally wrong. Because I, at that time, I had my own point of view. I had my own perspective. Right? But when I, when I stepped back a little bit, I saw things from her side. I saw why she said what she said, even though it was hard. And I took it. I don't, I don't know if it makes sense. So, even, I mean, you guys still really, really close. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, that, that strengthened our relationship the more. It strengthened our relationship the more. Now, maybe because we're a little bit more mature, that's why, but it strengthened our relationship the more. Because uh, at that time, I now knew that, you know, I, I, I was able to see her at, uh, from a better angle or a better view than all those, you know, going out for lunch, going out for dinner, and all those, you know, they are coming to visit in my house, and I'm going, going to visit in their house, and we have great conversations, and we encourage ourselves, because a lot of times we just encourage ourselves. You know, we're accountable to one another. We pray together. If anything is going on in my life and something, they are like one of the first few people I'll go to and I'll talk to. Can you pray with me on this? You understand? Mm -hmm. So for, for that to now turn, and then she was coming at me from this angle, it was tough. But we sorted it out, we solved it out, we, we, you know, we worked things out, and, and our relationship is much greater. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming from a practical um, things that happen to us every day, talking about relationship. At least we talk about love. A love, you overlook a lot of things. That is, if your brother or your sister offends you, instead of you going to him or her, you just look away or avoid him or her so that you don't step on his toes or whatever. Like, from the, from the verses of scripture that you read, First um, Corinthians 13 from verse 4, which is the real deal. I believe it's the real deal. From verse 4 says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely. 
But there are some people that will be very rude to you. How do you handle it even when you go to them and you resolve and, and they're still very rude? And I still, you have to still love. Will you still continue to love? I know, I know just, many of us will say yes, you should continue to love. When it hits, thank you. When it still hurts you so badly, and you still need to love, and you still need to have been, you know, uh, you know. And from the second person is not coming back. It's like, hey, well, that's my own lifestyle. Leave me alone. This is, you know, many of us say this is my own way of life, not the biblical way of living. This is my own way. I want to live. Just leave me alone. You know. So what do you say about love? That is. It is, it's not rude. It doesn't parade itself. It's not, it's me. Any, anybody wants to? Anybody? Okay. I have just a quick question, but it's not really comment, basically. I just want to know, are, are you talking about someone who's a professed Christian, or are you talking about I'm somebody talking about that's in the Christian, world? Christian, oh, okay. real Christian. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quickly, before coming to uh, Minister Diola's um, question, uh, I want to talk real quickly about what Sister Caroline brought up earlier about the fact that sometimes, you know, love is not perceived as being as love in itself. Uh, scripture in Proverbs 3.12, you know, it says, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Another scripture in Hebrews 12, 6 talks about whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Love in itself is born out of our heart. There's a scripture that says out of the heart you know, flows the, the issues of life itself. And I, you know, I, what you were describing may seem like something that at the time you're doing something out of love for someone, it may not be perceived as love. However, it's a hard thing. Meaning, as long as your heart is set on God to do that which he, it may be perceived as being hard, chastening, or whatever you perceived as that. And it may not be received well at the time that you're doing, just like what he was um, describing. You know, it may not be received well. And it often happens with those of us that are parents, it often happens with our children. They may perceive it to mean. Well, if you loved me, you would let me have this and that or whatever, you know. But the truth of it is because of the love that I have is why I am withholding this from you. So, so but, um, you know, I just wanted to share that with you. All we, all we are trying to do is to be like our Heavenly Father, whom he loves. He does correct them. He chastens them. That's born out of love. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Oh, is, is this something different from what your husband said? 
Because you just asked the question, is it is, different? It's different, but okay, hold it's so let me, under let me, the Let me finish that. No, hold it. Hold on. Hold on to that. Let me finish. Okay. Yeah, let me answer that one yeah. first. Okay. So, a lot of times, right, to be honest with you, we're only responsible for ourselves. Correct. Actions. Thank That's you. it. All right? So, my responsibility is to just walk to, in love towards you. That's it. How you respond is it's your own your business. business. Yeah. Because it. the only person I have a responsibility towards is myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right? And that's the person that God has given me right and authority over yeah. to look over in terms of, you know, how I display yeah. my work with him. Mm -hmm. So, no matter how the other person is responding, you know, oh. that's yeah. it. Yeah. I am only responsible to how I respond. Yeah. Okay. All right? So, there are people that, you know, you walk in love with. You look, there, there are people who think that I'm a, I'm a very arrogant person. There are people, yeah. a lot of people, some people, no, let me say, not say a lot, there are some people who think I'm a very arrogant person. Yeah. But you see, I'm just responsible for myself. Mm. Right? Good. And a lot of times we try to step too much out of our bounds to just make people, you know, yes, try to see that we are trying. Sometimes uh, no. when you try, you complicate no. issues. Yeah. As long as you are walking in the sincerity of your heart. This guy, um, what's his name now? Uh, Abimelech said it in, in scripture. He said, he, said, he said, God, he said, even though my actions were wrong, but my heart is right. And God said, because of that, I'm yeah. going to spare you whatever danger right. that is. Yeah. Your heart is the most important thing. That's it. You have a responsibility to your heart. If you just do what your heart, if you, if you do what is right by your heart, you're not going to fail it. You're not going to miss it. The Bible says love does not fail. Yeah. Love is fail-proof. At the end of the day, I guarantee you, if you continue in love and you keep going, they're going to turn around. There's going to be a turnaround. All right? So, a lot of times, how people respond even though it concerns me, because sometimes I want to ask, why are you responding this way? I want yeah. to find out, why are you responding this way? But if they are not forthcoming, or if they are not, you know, uh, reciprocating yeah. the way they should reciprocate, yeah. then I know that I don't have a responsibility towards that. I only have a responsibility for me to just keep walking and living my love. Yeah, and also with what is uh, Pastor IBK said, which is the real deal. Because sometimes we talk about love, 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 love. We see love with one eye. One, right. The love is just to, I just love you. Even when you do something very wrong, I shouldn't correct you. So, and the Bible says, whom the love loves, he chastises or rebuke. In fact, the word Bible says in, I think it's in, it's in uh, I don't know which scripture, I've forgotten the scripture now, that says, the word is given for instruction, for rebuke, correction, for, for rebuke. correction. But we only see the word from with one side. Just like we see grace as one side. One side at some of us. Like grace, God has finished everything so I don't have to do anything. I don't have to pray. I don't have to believe God. I don't need to do anything. God has done everything all. So those other things have to be really balanced so that we know that love is just not one-sided. It's the rebuke side. We don't like it. If somebody comes to you and say, you're stupid. And you know that it's somebody that is kind of uh, has a little stuff above you and is telling you your mouth is smelling. Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking very rudely? You are too proud. Or maybe I just said, you are too proud. The person says, how dare you talk to me like that? Do you know who I am? <laughs> okay, so I just want to ask this question. If it is, is it wrong for, let me say, believers, or I won't say unbelievers, believers to um, you have 
something against each other and um, the other party confronts the other person and say, you hurt me in this way. You try to make up, you try to let that person know you're hurting your heart. And the person never responds to you, glosses over it, avoids you. Is it godly? Is this still love? How do you handle this situation okay. when you're trying? Okay. You don't have to try. Okay. That, that, see, that, that's, that's yeah. the same thing I'm still saying, right? That you only have a responsibility for yourself. For yourself. Yeah. You don't have now, uh, the person may hurt you, right? And the person refuses to tell you to apologize or to acknowledge yeah. the fact mm -hmm. that there's nothing you can do. Okay, so when we meet each other, I'm just saying when we meet each other yes. in church, yes. and we're in, in the same atmosphere, lifting yes. holy hands and praising God, yes. and you see me and you move away, yes. and I'm trying to make sure that this thing is off. Is it wrong for me to, you know, I don't know. I don't, and and we're all in the atmosphere and we're still, still preaching love. Thing. See, it's still the same thing. See, still the same. Jesus, Jesus. Okay, so you're saying that I shouldn't bother myself. That's not what I'm saying. See, no, no, no. no. That's not what I'm saying. I said you have an obligation to yourself and to God. But your, your obligation is not to the other person. No. Right? Okay. You are, you are not, you are not, you, you don't even have the ability to make anybody do right. At all. Can't change do the right thing. You can't change somebody. The only person that can change is you. Right? So what I'm saying is this, is that make efforts to resolve it. Make efforts to say hello. Make efforts to make things work from your own angle. You know you're doing it from your own angle, right? But how the person responds, you can't, you can't, I mean, you can't dictate it. So if you, the thing is, sometimes we, we just have to develop this, uh, we just have to develop this uh, attitude. Thick, of, thick skin. Okay, maybe, well. It's not, not thick it's skin. Not, it's not a thick skin stubborn thing that I'm saying. Stubborn love. Well, Which love is stubborn? Okay, what, I mean, you can, you can give it whatever acronym or whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> but the thing I'm just saying is yeah. this is at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. You may want to go, you may be shaking somebody, you may be doing whatever, you may be making moves to do all of that. Greet them, hello, how are you? Uh, you know, you don't need to go and ask them, how, how was a child, how was a yesterday? This person a... virtually, as you're moving forward, is moving away. Yeah, yeah so it's still the same thing. So I should leave the person. See, just say hello and move. That's the thing. I, I, can't, just, I, can't, I, can't, I can't just understand this thing. Yes. Wait for the mic. Okay. Wait for the mic. You know, it's it's tough and it's it not a desired position. Yes. But it is a reality that occurs. Absolutely. Okay. So after trying, I will say hello. I will move. You just look at me like I have a problem. Yeah. We're in the midst of people. I say hello to you. you whether it's is is somebody there, you know, that kind of so after a while, it's like, okay, so what do I do? It's tough. I don't like it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not comfortable with it, but I just discovered that there is no point. This person has refused to even acknowledge. I mean, if I'm in front of the person That's like this, this, like in, you know, people are even telling you that, ah, Kendi is here. Mm. So what do you do? It's yes, tough. See, it is tough. See, I, I don't like it because yeah. it makes me feel like I have failed in my love work. That is the honest I truth. See, I absolutely believe. But I, I don't know what And to I agree do. with you. It is, it is tough. It is, it is tough. It is, um, it's real. it is real. It is 
painful. It is, you know, all kinds of things. There are all kinds of things there. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, right? When you're walking in love, when we're talking about love a lot of times, it's, it's more about God than it's about you. That's number one. That, that's number one, right? Then number two, that kind of a person, what I'm saying is, if Brasam is avoiding me every time, right? If Brasam is avoiding me, do you understand what I'm saying? I will say hello to Brasam. Brasam, how are you? If Brasam, whether he answers me or not, but I will not go to the extent beyond and ask, ah, how is it a lot today? Brasam, how was your week? Brasam, how was your listen? Because he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to answer. However, right, I'm not going to completely uh, ignore him because, and there are two things to this thing, and that's one of the things I said the other day. Because sometimes, sometimes we need to, we, we, we may need to step out of ourselves and see certain things from certain perspectives. Like on Sunday, I was giving you an example. This person, this person took her money, and it was more like she stole the money and ran away. And we had every reason to believe that she stole the money. All right? Because she went away for more than two months. And she took all the money and all of that. And at that time was when all this fraud thing was going on and all of that. People were deceiving and people were beating her. And we all beat on this lady, you know, in her absence. One day, took some of her stuff, took everything and all of that, only for us to find out that we were completely wrong in the way we, we thought. Now, the circumstances and everything that was going on in society predicted that, you know, told us that we predicted right. Because sometimes, some people that you see in church, you might see some people in church, in church right? They actually have issues. Everybody has issues. Yes, everybody has issues, but see, look, look. No, I'm not saying, see, I'm not saying go to them and be, you know, go and visit. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going to visit them and going to be there, this thing and all of that. But I'm saying that, you know, if a person is not acknowledging you, if a person is not saying hello to you, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, if I'm coming like this and brother, brother, Diola moved this way, I'm not going to pursue, I'm not going to pursue him to go and say hello to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because at, at that time, he may not want to do it. But if me and brother, Diola, if we come face to face, I'm not going to say because you didn't say hello to me two years ago, three years ago, and all of that. I'm not going to say hello to you now. I don't know if I'm, make, if I'm making sense. Right? I'm not, going to, I'm not going to say that, but I will say, I mean, if, if I come face to face to you, and there's any reason why we come face to face, I will do it. And then, Dr. Onofio, let me wrap this up. Dr. Onofio said something in one of those early morning classes, and that changed my life completely. It completely changed my life. Right? What did he say? He said, when we walk in love, he was talking about walking in love. He said, when we walk in love, it doesn't mean we should subject ourselves to abuse. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't, sub- don't subject yourself to abuse. Right? Don't sub- but how do you know? Because sometimes when you, when you start avoiding them, when you start doing this and you start reciprocating, when you start saying, okay, I don't want to, I, I, you know, I, want, I don't want to lose my dignity. How do you draw the fine line between you doing what the person is doing and, what, and you replicating what the person is doing also? How do you draw the fine line? He said, the Bible says, that's what he said. And that changed my life. It changed my perspective. What did the Bible say? He said, love them that hate you. And do good to them that despisefully use you. That's Bible. Yeah. So, are you, are you in a position? Are you? See, what I'm still telling you. see, we are still talking about the same thing. We see, we're still going back to the same thing. What I am saying is that you are responsible for yourself. If the other person is not following the Bible, that's not your business. Yeah, if, yeah, if, you see, yeah, if, if somebody is not, see. Yeah. Okay, I don't, 
Just like what you said, Bible says we should not answer a fool according to their fully. Okay. So I said that if your heart did not condemn you, that you're, I don't know, I can't know, it's, it's, if your heart doesn't condemn you, yes, you have confidence. So what I want to say is that when you have tried your best, because I believe that every action, whatever we do on this earth, there's a spirit behind it. So to me, when somebody did something like to me, if I greet you, if you don't greet me, or, something, or if I come to you and you keep on, you know, dodging me, I pray for you. Because there's a demon behind that thing, behind what you're doing. So what I do, I go, because I have mercy. To me, I feel for that person. I have that emotion, that's emotional feeling for that person. I don't know what that person is passing through. So what I do, I go to God. I pray for that person. I pray for myself. And I ask God to forgive him or her. That's the way I do it. And before you know, it's a hard work for me several times. Before you know it, you see the person coming to me. That's it. Prayer works. And, and you see, the, 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 the truth about it is, you know, a, a lot of times, right, um, we assess other people based on how we assess ourselves. Right? So, I'm, I'm, I'm strong in the word. I'm following the word. Then I feel that every other person should do it. But a lot of people have not gotten to that level. A lot of people have not gotten to a level which I am, right? And so my own responsibility, like I said, and I'll keep repeating this to myself, it's what I do that matters most to me and not what others do. So it hurts. It's, um, it's not pleasant. It's not, uh, it's just bad. It's just generally bad, you know? You understand what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you still have a responsibility to love. Yeah, you still have a responsibility to love. Like you said, part of what I would do is, you know, I'll pray and, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems as um, all what we are saying, we are trying to define love itself. Because if love is long-suffering, how long is the suffering? So it's, it's just um, semantics, but we have to live with it. Because, you see, I have, um, I have experienced quite a lot of things in my life, and I found out that um, we do not analyze situations before we draw conclusions. It's a very, very, it's intrinsic in human nature. You understand? Because I always place myself in the people's positions before I react. Sometimes I mess it up. Well, you know, when I think I'm played back and I'll find out that they probably would have been in a different realm as at that time than mine. Because I remember one pastor said that you have to relate to everyone at their level of spiritual understanding. It is very, very, very possible that once that person reaches a particular level, the person will see from your own perspective. It is very possible because, let's put it this way. If your mom offends you 100 times, are you going to cast her out? Are you going to denounce her? No. So what all we are saying is we are defining love itself. Long suffering. When it's said long, it's long. It's undefined. It's just like saying honor your father and your mother that he will be well with you. With you, not other person. So whatsoever your parent does, 
Whatsoever your parent does is completely immaterial to what the Bible says. If you want to live long, honor your parents. Whether you give her or him something and it goes to bury in the ground, so be it. But you have done your best. Honor your father and your mother. That it will be well, well with you, not their parents. So we have to come to that realm where we say, look, do your best and continue. And if long suffering is long suffering, then it will be long. Believe me. Let, let me give you an example. Because some of this is, I'm not saying it because I'm just, you know, I'm not saying, there are things that, I'm, just give me one minute, Lisa. There are things that I have done and I have lived. Back in Lagos, I don't know if I said this story before. Back in Lagos, uh, I had a deal, sweet, sweet deal like this. Right? And a very dear friend to me, close friend, we, we had a decision. And we were going to make good, good money from that decision. And I was just sitting in my house, somebody called me. And said, look, I have this deal for you and all of that. And I went there. Nice deal. This guy's my very good friend. We've been, we've been friends from school. And when I got there, I saw the deal and I felt that, you know, he needed money too. And, you know, and at that time, you know, I, I wanted him to, you know, be a part of the thing because he really, really did need money, some money. So I invited him. When I invited him, we started doing the deal. By the time we started doing the deal, the guy that owns the deal that came to meet me and gave me the deal, the guy just stopped communicating with me. If I go to his office, he does not allow me in anymore. He will tell me, you know, he won't allow me in. Oh, he's busy. He's this in. He's all of that. And, all, and I didn't have access to it again. Now, the deal was so good that my friend bought a BMW. And that was after, you know, he wasn't allowing me in again. That was after the guy wasn't allowing me in. And I was talking to my friend. I was like, this guy, what's going on? This guy, oh, he said, he, he, uh, I don't know. You know, my friend was telling me he didn't know. He didn't, you know. But this guy was driving a BM. He cleaned out all the deal, did everything. So, after a long time, the guy that owned the deal, the guy that owned the deal, now came and met me and told me. That's after many months. He came and met me and he told me, he said, that guy that you brought is your friend. I said, yes, it's my friend. He said, oh, he said, no, he said, there are some enemies that are better than that friend. <laughs> no. That's exactly what he said. He said, there are some enemies that are better than, than some friends. That's no call. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? The guy went there and messed me up completely with the guy. Because he wants to get the whole deal for himself. And he actually did get the deal for himself. But guess what? After that guy told me, I did not mention it to him for a long time. And we're still talking. We were still doing, everything was normal. Don't mention it to him. He? Somebody who did that will feel guilty? Now, what did that tell me? I was careful in my relationship with him. But I did not, cut, I did not break the relationship. Alright? Because somebody who did that my, you know, has a tendency of, you know, can have a tendency of doing anything. So, until, you know, after, after a long while, we were just talking and all that, and I just mentioned it by the side. And for the first time, the guy told me, how long have you known? I said, I've known for this now. The guy just broke down. And he was like, this is real Christianity. You get what I'm saying? And after that situation, we have moved very close. I still talk to him. We still relate with him. We are, we are still we are closer than 
you know, we used to be. However, <coughs> I don't tempt him with money. When it comes to money, I don't deal with him that, you know, from that perspective. But I'm not casting him out. I'm not casting. And after then, he's been of tremendous help to me. He's been of tremendous, uh, this thing. And I'll tell you another thing that happened to, tell you, to show you how things work. Sometimes I got some money and I went to Nigeria to go and set up some kind of business. I wanted to set up some, some kind of business. And I was talking to him. And the guy, the guy was the one that told me. He said, look, even myself, I don't even trust myself. So if you're not here, don't do this, this particular business. If you're not here, don't do it. He said, because even if you give me the money, I don't even trust myself. So that he told me that. He was able to come up with that and told me that. Now, you can say the reverse. So what I'm saying is, some of these things, they are tough. They are hard. But... That's what the word of God says. Amen. <laughs> um, you know what, um, what Sister Ngozi, Sister Stella is saying is so real. Um, and, and we have to own it because it happens and it's real and it's painful. It's, it hurts. Um, it's hypocrisy at its highest level. It's, it's the thing that makes you question, is this the church or the body of Christ that Jesus died for? Um, however, in all of that, I say, you know, there's a scripture that says God is love. So let's reverse that. Love is God. So if we want to love, we cannot do it outside of God. Because he is love. So I say all of that to encourage all of us, not just you, all of us, because we all experience it. But that we recognize that outside of God, we cannot love. It is not possible at all because he is love. And if you're going to love anybody, it is first because God enables your love, you know, shows you or graces you as to how, you know, don't want to go into specifics, but your message on Sunday was so timely. So timely. I have two friends of, or we have two friends of ours. There are, I would almost call them our closest friends. You know, there's nothing we do that they're not in my house. And somehow since Thanksgiving of 2018, some things happened. Well, I did not know because they both don't go to church with us. Um, but this thing has been going on, festering. And you know that chief liar, the one who knows how to take one thing and twist it and make it even bigger than what it is. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of these things had been festering. March, different things. To where your message on Sunday really, really helped.
helped me to speak to both of them. Just because they allowed the enemy to just really just um, step into it. Um, these are believers. These are people. I know them. We pray together. We, our children are brothers and sisters, if you know. So, but anyway, just for my sister, Romans 12, Romans 12, 17. And I'm not going to read it from the scripture or the, verse, uh, the version that we all know very well. I want to read it from the message the message translation, Romans 12, 17. You know, the one other one, the most popular one says, do not repay evil with evil and whatever. But this one says, you know, just real simple, clear. It says, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. If you've got it in you. You know, the other scripture says, if, if at least possible, you know, live peaceably with all men. The only way that you will do that is by the grace of God. You can say hello to them. You can try to engage in conversation. And you can pray for them. But more importantly, you've got to come to a place where you recognize that apart from God, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot make a person, you know, um, relate to me as they ought to, eat as I want them to, you know. Even though the, the word of God encourages us that we should go to one another and, you know, to, uh, talk about this thing. You've done that. And yet, you see this person and they, <laughs> you know, and we see it, it happens. But, you know, the key is, God says, don't insist on getting even. It's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. Let me take care of it. Our scriptures, see, it says that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. <laughs> I don't want to use that call. <laughs> I, I, did not, I did not want to go there. But see, when you do that, the, the way that thing comes out, when you say heaping call of, it's still punitive somewhat. That's why I came here. By, by so doing, well, it's not about heaping coals of fire on them. This is about overcoming, overcoming evil with your generosity, period. I, I know, I know it's, it's English, but when you say heaping coals of fire, it's like, oh, it's so punitive. This is not about punishment. It's about if I can win this brother. It's about winning this brother or this sister. With the love of God. I mean, it's just letting myself be a conduit through which the love of God will show forth. You know, that's why I didn't use that version. You know, we're so quick to using that coals of fire. It's like, Ugh. no, that's pun punitive, you know. So, but just to encourage you, <laughs> pray. pray for the person. Just like she said, pray for the person, but don't expect them. This is it. You get to a point where. 
As long as your heart is right with God, leave it alone. It's done. Leave it alone. You see them, love on them. You see an opportunity to be a blessing, be a blessing. What they do, is on them at that point. I, I, Amen. I want us also to, uh, Brother Uwem talked about, he brought some very critical points there. Love suffers long. That's another word for patience. How long is the love is going to suffer? I don't know. But you see the word suffer? It means suffer. Right? Love suffers long. So I want us to, to, to really, you know, hone in on that and know that uh, it's a big task, but God is able to help us through it because without him, we can do nothing. All these things are just words that are just written on pages of papers until we leave them before they become life. So, and we have to leave them. If, if, you say what? It might even be a test. Exactly, it might even be a, that's what I, I was going because sometimes, you know, God does, God uses everything for his own purpose. And for, that's why I said all things work together for good. Whether you know it or not, somebody is not talking to you, somebody is doing this, thing. it might be God working some, it might not even be, I'm, I'm sure God is working good in you. Because, I know, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God wants us to conform to the image of Jesus Christ. And when you look at the love of God to us, what was the definition of love of God through Jesus Christ? He was suffering. He had to punish his son. He had to, you know, uh, uh, derobe him of every form of humanity and respect and everything that you're going to get so that we can be drawn because of his love. At that time, he said he, said, he, said he was bruised for our iniquity. He said the chastisement of his peace was upon, us, was upon him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. All for what? It was still love that was still working. Even within that gruesome, gory situation, it was still the love of God. So, and the Bible tells us, he said, he said you have not resisted unto this. He said, Jesus Christ resisted. When Jesus Christ was sweating, he was sweating blood. He said, and for us, we have not even gotten to that point. There's nothing that has happened to us that we have gotten to that point where we're resisting and bleeding blood. In other words, we can do it as long as God gives us the grace. If we are willing to do it. We can do it. Alright. So, it's a good conversation. We've gone past, you know, our time. I'll just wrap it up here. So, any other time we have the opportunity, I'll bring that other observation that I told you that people told me uh, about. So, but this is, this is good. Alright, let's just pray. Father, we just want to thank you this evening. Thank you for our conversation. Thank you for your love that is shared abroad in our hearts. And we thank you for the grace to be able to express this love. We give you praise. We exalt you. We thank you, O oh God. Let this word bring forth fruits in our life, O oh God, to the glory and honor of your name. Bless you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Good evening. God bless you all.